Welcome, listeners, to the QBS Express, the ECEC Kansas podcast series. I'm your host, Executive Director Scott Heidner, and we have a fun one in store for you today, folks. We are doing something new, but it's uh, we hope this is something that's new today, but going to become tradition. We have got our past president, Jeff McCarrow with Kimley and Horn, with us, as well as our new president, Brett Lukowski, with Trans Systems. The, the old and new titles are, are not quite as appropriate now. That transition happened in late June, and we actually had our podcast bumped a couple of times for scheduling purposes. But we decided uh, we're going to try and make this an annual thing. We hope listeners get value out of this. It's a little bit of a look at the year that just passed and a little bit of a look at the year that's ahead and a little bit of a look at what life is like or an ACEC Kansas board member. So, gentlemen, thank you for making time to join us. <laughs> Glad to be here, Scott. Happy to be here. Very good. Well, let's take a look back. So the year in review, the year of Macaro, we will call it, or El Jefe, as I refer to Jeff Macaro. mostly for my own purposes, I want to talk just a minute about the legislative session we had, but then I'd love to hear from both of you about what else you saw from the prior year July of 21 to June of 22. Uh, boy, we did have a good session, didn't we, fellas? Sure did. Man, oh, man. So infrastructure funding finally made whole, both on the transportation side, the water side, and the vertical side. We didn't see any sweeps of, of infrastructure funds out. Uh, glory. Hallelujah. That, well, that's a massive change from when I started on the board. Isn't so that it's the just truth? incredible. And actually on that note, why don't you tell us when did you start, Jeff? Because you had a, a an, uh, an interrupted experience on the board. Uh, well, yeah, you, the board got tired. I mean, to leave for a year. I don't, I, don't know if, <laughs> I don't know how you want to put that or phrase that, but uh, uh, gosh, what was it? 2015 that when would, I first came on the board. That probably, boy, those were the dark years, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah. So Mercy. we had, the, the conversations we had were were much darker back then yeah uh, that we were having so it, it's it's been fun to see this kind of come up raise up like a phoenix here and we're kind of all that's in the back the background again and yeah. that's nice to see uh, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that it would pick up on the podcast I would be knocking on wood most aggressively <laughs> but we had a great year for infrastructure funding and a lot of um, Folks to thank for that success. I certainly think ACEC had a fundamental part to play in it, but there were a lot of stakeholder organizations out there that were invested in that. And sometimes in the legislative world, what doesn't happen is what is important as what does happen. And I'm pleased to say that I don't think there was a single piece of bad legislation in terms of our industry that passed this year. So a great legislative year for sure, and uh, El Jefe, I think you get to take credit for that because that was I'll, under your watch. I'm happy to take credit with <laughs> with uh, uh, little to do with it. I actually think one of the best things that came out of that is still the, the story on the grocery sales tax. Mm. How When that was first came out and introduced, it was just out there for everybody to, and it was going to be a, a reduction in those sales tax. I think the education that so many members of our organization have had with their legislatures, the work that uh, you all have done here with at BHL to, to communicate out, all of a sudden we got it when we raised it. Wait a second, if you cut it, that would mean a reduction in transportation funding. And without any pushback, everybody's like, oh, that's not what we wanted to do. Yeah, we'll just change the margins. So your money is held 
uh, you're still going to get fully funded. We'd have, and it wasn't even a political issue. Yeah. When we've got, you know, both parties on board and saying, yep, just, just make it happen. It kind of made that easy. And that was, that was a big win. I think legislatively that could have come back and bit us a little bit there, but it, it turned out not to be the case. Yeah. So. That is a really, really good example. Uh, and I give a lot of credit to legislative leadership too. Once we brought it to their attention, uh, they were very forward-looking about that. It wasn't what they intended. It was a good win. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. There's so, also been a couple bills, and it wasn't necessarily this past year, that never passed but died and are no longer uh, some of the software bills. The Putin spyware bill? I wasn't going to say it that way, but <laughs> thank you for calling it what it is. Oh, poor Brad. I, I tell these guys all the time, don't call it that. And then I just call it that on the podcast. <laughs> Some of our members will probably remember we spent a lot of time fighting that when it was the bill that would have required anybody doing state work of over $50,000 to put the tracking software on all their devices and tracks your mouse clicks and your screenshots and everything else. Yeah, it does get back to the point, though, that sometimes it's what doesn't pass that has the biggest impact even more than what does. And that, that bill is actually a good example of how AC is a national organization works well. Cause you, you kind of were the, the person who's shined the light on that here in Kansas yeah. and Canary all of a sudden, the coal mine. all of a sudden everybody like many States were like, wait a second, we got this same crap coming up. We didn't even realize what was in there. Yeah. And to a state, everybody got that thing killed. I think. So yeah. That was uh, good. Every, I think New Jersey is the only state where that bill has made some progress and maybe gotten through one chamber, but not all the way yeah. into law. Well, the legislative stuff, obviously near and dear to my heart, but what else do you guys want to talk about from the past year uh, that you just think ACC members would want to know about or should know about that their dues dollars are, are supporting that we're doing for the benefit of the industry? Well, I, I guess I would start with uh, Joe Dremel was not able to do it to host a meeting in person. His entire run as, as president. But Jeff got us through that and allowed us to meet in person. So that, that was nice. I, th I think our, our uh, <laughs> the luncheons we have, you know, we have four of those every fall. And, uh, they were well attended, even with some, <laughs> even with some unusual speakers like Gunnar Hand talking about gondolas and, and unified government of KCK there, and it's like people are like, all right, this is this is different, but all right, we we like we're open to this idea. That the engineers in the room are like, yeah, we can, we can do a gondola. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell listeners who probably don't know, Joe Dremel was president before Jeff McCarrow. And was the poor bastard that inherited the year of COVID. So, you know, no live meetings. And that's why Brett says, Joe Dremel could never pull it off. But <laughs> El Jefe got us back together in person. That's awesome. <laughs> that's it, true. It was good to be back. And we did have strong turnout. I think folks, yeah. folks were ready. Yeah. And those were the mostly the membership meetings that I think membership lunches you guys were talking about. But what else? There was a lot of activity in the last year. Yeah. You know. Part of that also coming back in person meant we could resume some good in-person conversations with key leaders like KDHE. We're actually having, every couple months, we're having some informal conversations with the top of their leadership, some of our representatives, just to keep communication lines open. Same thing with KDOT, to be able to move once again away from trying to do that. You can't have a casual conversation on a Zoom call. That's, yeah. That just doesn't happen. So to be able to do that in person again... 
I have some jokes, talk about some issues, and actually push them pretty hard on a few things too. I think that was that was one of those advantages we're able to have once again to get through that because we got some with KDOT, for instance, we got some contract language uh, change. It'd been in the works for a while, but uh, we finally kind of pushed through a couple things that made it where some of our firms are much more comfortable actually signing contracts with KDOT again. So it's a good chance for us to really mitigate some of those issues and kind of work through. And some of these conversations really, you got to be face to face to have, and it's so nice to have that again. And what Brett, for listeners, what uh, Jeff's talking about is, you know, we have the formal partnering committees that a lot of our members know about, but we also do a lot of things that we don't, you know, put on the front page of the newsletter and publicize like some of these more private conversations with senior leadership at KDHE and KDOT. And I might say, you made the comment, Jeff, that it's a chance for us to push, you know, fairly hard on them for a few things. But one of the reasons it works so well is it's also a chance for them to push pretty hard on us. You know, when they have issues that they want our partnership to help with issues they're having with the consulting industry, you know, it's a good forum for them too. Well, and Scott and I just got back from a lunch with Burt Moore and Calvin Reed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just doing that same thing. Earlier today. And part of that, I mean, that conversation came up before from Burt and Calvin that... We're, we've got some formal partnership meetings that they just thought we were too quiet on. Yeah. Uh, so we had some conversations with our members and said, this isn't the time to be bashful. This is the time to speak up and work a few things out. So no that doubt. was good to have. No doubt. The other big thing that I, I thought was, I, I'm taking a lot of pride in is we actually doubled our scholarships this year. So we've increased the funding for those to really help students recognizing that college is expensive and all that. We were looking at our budgets. While we all are in, in the business, the organization ACEC isn't here to hold a bunch of cash. So we took a look at that and realized it's time to, to up that. So we're pretty pleased that we were able to double our budgets, and hopefully we'll get some good applicants in this year for that. And one thing that I would suspect a lot of listeners don't know, not through any fault of their own, but it is unbelievable the success that Kansas scholarship winners have gone on to have at the national level, the larger scholarships, some of which uh, include uh, all expenses paid trips to the ACC National Annual Conference, where these young engineers get to meet and network with all these folks. I mean, one year the the overall winner was from Kansas when the conference was in Hawaii, and they got flown out to, to Hawaii to the conference. So yeah, the scholarships program is a pretty cool deal. And tragically underutilized you know we don't get the number of applications that that we would wish for so maybe the podcast will help with that some yep yep let's hope so what else team what else from the past year gone by that we should comment on thinking through i mean it i mean it was really it felt like a return to normalcy after a couple years of crazy covid a couple years of zoom meetings and not sure everybody unsure what was happening there was a lot of issues. We had some progress that was made on uh, one of the big business issues we had was the PPP loans mm-hmm. and some of the progress on that. Uh, a lot of our member firms were kind of hit with that. And we really didn't get good direction from the U.S. DOT, I would say, down to local DOTs. Every state was handling it different. We were able to work and we actually pulled in from some of our other member organizations uh, across the country, good examples of where states did, and we were able to work and, and get a bit of a resolution. We're, we're still hoping for a federal fix, uh, but at least we made progress on that, and that was a big issue to a few of our firms. I think the other thing I'd add is our budget's very strong. 
very, very strong. And sadly, some of that's probably because COVID, we didn't travel for a year and have, didn't have expenses, but we are in a good financial status right now. Yeah, yeah. we really are. <clears throat> Excuse me. We really are, which is grateful. Something I would add, and uh, I think they were in person last year. You guys will have to confirm for me, but the awards programs, we have EEA awards, but maybe even more than that, I'm thinking of our public improvement awards. Yeah, uh, they were back in person. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the, I think the counties were in um, Overland Park. We had the award ceremony there, got to present those, hand those out. That's a great opportunity, not only for our clients to get recognized in front of all their peers, but our firms to tell, get up there. I can say, tell us, yeah. uh, you've actually been up there to present, but mm-hmm. tell the Members, the best kept secret of these awards programs, which we hope people see in the publications, but probably not everybody has time to read that far. Probably the most impactful part of winning that award to your firm is where it's presented. Right, right. In front of uh, the leadership of all either the counties or the cities. We do one set of awards for the counties, one set for the cities. So they get to get up there, not only showcase a great project they've done that have benefited the communities, but it's actually also just they're doing it in front of a bunch of other future potential clients. So you're up there, you're you're not only trying to get recognition from your clients, which we all like to do, but also you're out there and you're able to promote yourself as somebody who does good quality work, which, speaking of quality, that's the one cri- big criteria yes. for those awards. Reach. <laughs> is you The <laughs> cities and counties do have to use the QBS qualification-based selection yes. to get to hire their firms. So Can that, I get an amen? Absolutely. So that that's a great a great way, and it's a great way to get a gentle plug-in on QBS every time as well without beating it over their heads. Yes, a lot of them absolutely. Roll their eyes a little bit. A L- little bit more and, carrot than stick. Yeah. yeah. And Brett, for you, you'll get to do this. A free lunch of... <laughs> Of stale chicken and overcooked green beans every time. So it's great. Just Looking enjoy. forward to Just it. Enjoy. So it's like every other conference. That's right. That's right. Unless you're the winner up there on stage, show getting showcased in front of 100 plus counties or however many cities. The QBS thing, I will say, though, that that is my passion. So that is a pretty darn cool part of it. Not eligible to win unless it's procured with QBS. Although I will note for listeners any of you out there that have a sole source arrangement with your client, we view that as 1,000% pure QBS, as long as they're not asking you to price uh, before you have the scope conversation. Well, one of the thing, uh, Brett, I might ask you to talk about, because you just wrapped up your year about it, but another important partnership we have is with KSPE. Our president-elect, which was you last year, serves as our liaison to KSPE. Talk a little bit about our relationship and partnership there, if you would. Yeah, uh, it's a great relationship, different different group, but we, we coordinate together quite a bit. Uh, we host, host our, at the KSPE uh, annual conference is where we hold our ACC professionals in pr- private practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh, serve as the, yeah, we do our annual meeting and, and what Brett's referring to, we serve KSPE has five practice divisions. One of them is uh, professional engineers in private practice, PEP. And in Kansas, that's us. That's us. Yep. Yeah. Yes. We have a memorandum of understanding where we, ACEC serves as the PEP chapter, which is really cool because in most states, all states that I'm aware of, I guess, uh, the SPE just has a separate PEP chapter. And without intending to, they just kind of compete with ACEC. You know, they're in the same space. But I think 
people that were around long before the three of us were pretty forward looking and forward thinking and, and put this in place. And the partnership really works well. You know, we partner on the water quality seminar. We would do that in conjunction with KSPE. Mm-hmm. And we've really got a great symbiotic relationship over in the legislature. KSPE obviously takes the lead sled dog role in all things licensure. And we typically are right behind them with support. We take the lead role in all things procurement, QBS, and, and more private side contractual stuff. But KSPE is usually right behind us offering their support on that. And even on infrastructure, most folks probably don't know this, but on the transportation and the vertical side, ACEC is is usually the lead on that with some support from KSPE. But KSPE, uh, for reasons that predate us, has always been the main uh, uh, sled puller on water, all kinds of water issues, and we, we just most of the time we're able to work in a supporting role to them. That's a good point. In fact, we, we mentioned the KDHE informal meetings we have. We actually have KSBE actually joining us as well because it impacts, a, a, they've got a whole lot of people in the water utility businesses, the governmental side and the utility side of, of our practice who actually are with KSBE. So we got them involved as well. So that that is another no good doubt. aspect going on. There. Yeah, it's a great partnership. It really yeah. is. Which one of you guys, somebody volunteer and talk to me about QBS and David Comstock. And specifically, I will say if there is any membership benefit that is underutilized and, and frankly, that is that we need more awareness about despite all our efforts, it's this one. So, yeah, he's probably the most under tap resource we have. So uh, for those of you who know, Dave, he retired Kate out there. He's willing to go and talk to anybody about QBS. He attends some of these conferences as in the past. When we see, you know, our clients making that error that they think they want to bid professional engineering services, uh, particular public clients that we we get him to contact them, reach out, have conversations. He's done so with MPOs, with cities, with counties. Sometimes it sometimes it can make, an, can make a difference. Uh, right away, other times it's just planting that seed for conversations that take a while to develop and, and mature. So, and, and honestly, the quality that he does when he's representing us, I hope Dave's not lifting it because we, <laughs> we don't pay him a hell of a lot. <laughs> he, and he thinks we're paying him too much. And uh, I know what other states pay for things like that. And, yeah. and we've got a good deal going. So he, it's, it's a good, he good refers situation. to it as, is missionary work. And I think two things by that one, certainly not going to get rich on it. And two, uh, you know, you're never going to save every soul because there's new souls being born every day. You know, it's just a continuous, you have to keep working at it. The, the education process never stops. I might add two things for our members. One, this is, Dave's involvement is generated when we get a contact from a member alerting us that somebody is is not using QBS. But what's super critical is when David makes that call, he doesn't say, oh, you know, Acme engineers asked me to call and, and put your relationship in peril. What he says is, I represent the industry. And we've had several members that have asked me to reach out and have this conversation with you. Uh, and doggone it, I despite our best efforts, it is not that widely utilized, which is kind of a shame. Uh, only other thing I would say too, most folks 
only think to contact Dave when somebody has gone off the rails and they're not using QBS, but one of the greatest uses of Dave's time is maybe you have a client that does use QBS, but they just had a new election and there's a new county commissioner, or maybe they just hired a new procurement officer or a new city manager. Sometimes it's getting, it's an ounce of prevention instead of a pound of cure. It's a great time to ask Dave to get out and have a conversation with those folks. And I may just add to what you said by by using Dave, it really it it insulates us as a, as a consulting firm. <clears throat> He's the one out there, and not not the consulting firm trying to explain to our client. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Your 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 relationship's not in peril in that situation. <laughs> and your point about changing of either staff or elected officials, I I've often laughed at, at a change in procure, procurement officer. It's the same thing like a change in a city attorney. The, the the previous person in that position was doing it all wrong. So they right. obviously they're going to make a change and do everything the right way now. So it's, it is a con- continuous education process. They wouldn't have brought me in here if they didn't want me to fix it. Right, right. Yeah. No, the, no, the guy just retired. So- <laughs> <laughs> well, one last thing I want to talk about from it's actually not from the past year. It's from the current year, uh, but I'm pretty doggone excited about it. So I want to mention it, and then I want to change the the theme a little bit and ask you guys what your experience on the board has been like and what it's like to serve. But another thing that we have not been able to do, it's been three years, but glory, hallelujah, our ELP program, our Emerging Leaders program is back. They had their first meeting a couple of weeks ago here in Topeka. Man, oh man, have I missed that. That's my. That's probably my favorite part of my job. It really is. Uh, but that that's nothing. They only got delayed like two years. Right. I mean, I, now here's a, here's a question for you. Do you remember why, when I was an ELP, I missed a course? Uh, I, I thought you were going to go a different direction. I don't remember why you missed the course. Before the coronavirus, there was the swine flu. Yes. And that's what I had. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I had forgotten. So I was sick as hell and just not able to move and had to miss a course. And then I, Relocated out of state for a few years and finally came back. And yeah, so it, it took me five, seven years or something to finally graduate ELP. So, like so, most things, slow but persistent. <laughs> I got there. I got there. So when somebody misses an ELP course, we just invite them back the next year and they're not officially graduates until they you know take each part of the course. And for most of them, it's the next year. For El Jefe, it was five or six years. Where just I just take a while. Where I thought you were going with that, um, I didn't intend to do it, uh, but oh my gosh, I felt like I had tattled on you. Tom Swinson was president. This is when you were still at Trans Systems, and somehow we're talking about the ELP. And oh, for listeners that knew Tom, uh, the intensity level on a one to ten, it was just twelve all the time. Right. You know? Right. And uh, something came up yeah, about you, you got my. You got my butt in trouble there. Buddy. Yeah, about graduates and and like how we, you know, real point of pride that we make a special point. If anybody misses, we invite them back. And so everybody that's ever shown up as a graduate, and I'm like, oh, well, not not everybody. And, you know, he snapped around. Well, who? I said, well, you know, Jeff McCarrow moved to Texas for crying out loud, so he didn't whatever it is like. Well, he ain't in Texas anymore, you know. And so at six thirty the next morning, <laughs> Tom walked into my office, <laughs> and by six thirty-five, I had sent an email to you <laughs> saying, "What session is left? What the hell do I gotta do?" So, 
Yeah. That's... <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure sorry about that, but I'm glad I'm glad you came back to finish. <laughs> okay. Well, let's ch- <laughs> let's change gears. Let's talk about what it's like to be on the board. Because I will say selfishly, I hope somebody or several somebody's listening today is a board member of tomorrow. It would be fun to kind of paint for folks a picture of what it's like. Uh, So tell me, Brett, I'll start with you. Give me just the Reader's Digest version of your journey to being on the board. Um, You know, when did you learn about ACEC? When did you start getting invested? Did somebody nurture that? When did you decide to get on the board, et cetera, et cetera? Well, when did I start really getting interested in ACEC? It's been quite a while, so... um but we just mentioned Tom Swenson. There is the person who got me fully directed into ACC. And before he was even uh, president, he had he was talking to me, telling me he was on the board and he was going to try to become president. And he said, you need to follow in my footsteps. Now, you need to get about three or four years after I'm off the board before we can get you on. Tom put me on the KDOT ACC liaison committee, uh, served on that for uh, the three years, then it was, uh, oh, probably four or five years. And then I got on the board and went through the first two years and was made president elect, uh, which was pretty exciting. And then now president, uh, now, and it's been, it's been a great, uh, great journey. It's, it's amazing how much you learn behind the scenes, kind of the inside baseball stuff. It's, there's a whole lot that happens in the sausage making and, before I was on the board, I, I didn't even know that stuff existed. Now I'm immersed in it and just yeah. love it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Jeff, what about you? I knew I wanted to get there eventually as well. And I, I had uh, changed firms when starting and, and filled out the forums, you know, online. Hey, sign me up. I'll be on a committee, whatever. Just love to have an opportunity to kind of get involved in this. And uh, they brought me on into the, of all things, I think it was the Bridge Liaison Committee. Mm-hmm. So. Started there, and then, and, and honestly, Scott, this is all about retribution to get back at you. <laughs> Forget for me in trouble with Tom. There. But no, it's, uh, so I had that opportunity, did that for a while, then got the call up. Um, for those who don't know, you know, at ACEC, we do kind of try to make a concerted effort when we think about our the, who we're going to uh, invite onto the board because we want a good cross-section. So geographically throughout the state of Kansas, we look around. Uh, we want to make sure firms don't have continuous presence, that we're rotating firms in and out. Uh, and even what's your firm's area of specialty? Are you, are you a vertical firm? Do you concentrate on water services, geotech, uh, geotech type services, transportation, whatever it is, to get for our board a good rep- cross representation? Uh, luckily, where I was at, uh, they didn't have a, uh, hadn't been on the board yet in Kansas, so it made a good sense, good opportunity, and and I grabbed hold of it. So it was a good good opportunity there, and, and I've really enjoyed it. Not only the inner workings, like Brett mentioned, but also just that camaraderie of who we're working with. I mean, the, the board folks, we've spent time together, gone to D.C. together. We've gone to different events together, uh, really promoting our business. We've made visits to our legislators together to promote things. And it really is. It, it's almost like a collegiate. Uh, I mean, we're all... Competing often on the some of them on the same projects, but at the end of the day, we're we're all in this together, and we have that yeah. good relationship, and that's that's kind of special when you can sit down with and and go into meetings with legislators with different 
different firms and we can speak together. We've got the same issues all of us are dealing with. Right now, it's finding enough people to uh, to work for us and everything else. That, that level of let's work together, figure out what's working, and with that attitude of you know, rising tide rises all ships, that's where we're at here. And I say this, if you believe in the theory that, you know, the the quality of the people that surround you in your life play a large impact in the quality of your life, no better place to be than the ACC board. I mean, it's just A-list people. Particularly now that I'm I'm starting to move on. <laughs> yeah, we got quality people. <laughs> you know, to, to what Jeff said, <clears throat> excuse me, really, when we come to these board meetings, everybody checks their logo at the door. And it is not about your individual firm. It is all about the industry. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Check your logo at the door. And it's for large firms and small firms in every 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 discipline. Yep. yep. Yeah. You know, we yeah, I mean the it does sometimes we get hit with that, you know, oh gosh, it's just, you know, large civil firms are all you're about, you know. But our last board meeting we talked about raising on call limits for, you know, vertical work contract in the state of Kansas and we spent a lot of time on water. So yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Scott, I got to tell you a story. Yeah, so please. On my journey, I was, as I was sitting here thinking about it, was when Jeff was talking. So when I first started going online, selecting committees to do, join, mm-hmm. I apparently was not paying much attention because, the, and I don't remember who the president was, called me up all excited. You want to be on the vertical committee? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about vertical construction. <laughs> oh, anybody in your company? No. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> I do the roadway. I do this. But we've got those all filled out, but we can't find anybody. I'm like, well, that might be why. <laughs> well, I, I understand that you're going to feel that because we, while we encourage, and, and I probably, am, I don't know if anybody reads our newsletters. I hope they do. I hope so, uh, too. And I apologize for a few of my monthly posts that I did when I was president. But I, th- I think on three or four, I kept hounding. Sign up. Come on. Let's. Let's get some names on these lists. People volunteer and everything else. And I still had to make some phone calls and twist some arms. Isn't it the darndest thing? So, listeners, what we keep talking about with the list, there's a, it's in the newsletter every month, and it's on the website. You can go in there and click. There's a form where you can check every box where you have any interest in serving. And it takes 90 seconds, tops. Click submit, and that's it. And it's fascinating. We get such low response to that. But if we ever pick up the phone and call leadership at a firm and say, do you have some people you would want in this role? My gosh, they, you know, they jump three feet off the ground and say, not only yes, but I, boy, I'm going to have to think about who, you know, we've got all kinds of people we want for this, but we can't get anybody to go on and fill out the survey. It yeah. seems like, okay. well, let me ask you this. Um, all we've talked about so far really is what ACC does and, and to the benefit of all the members, but Let's dial it in a little bit more, I don't want to call it selfishly, but personally at least, your firms, you and your firms, obviously, and anybody else that serves, you are you are pulling away a lot of valuable time to commit to this, but there's a return not only to the industry, but I think to the actual firms and individuals that serve. Uh, what do you guys feel you've gotten out of it, uh, not just the good being done for the industry, but as as individuals and as companies competing in the marketplace, 
learning a lot about the legislative side of things and, and being much more educated on that process, the contract language, all of that, but also developing really great relationships with future partners. I mean, that is that has just been outstanding to work with just great group of people and and you, you just really develop strong relationships and it's makes it very easy to call them and say, hey, this, we know this project's going to be coming out. What do you think about us teaming together? And That's awesome. Yeah, I was, was going to say, so Kimberly Horn, we're new here in, in the bi-state region here. Uh, I think we opened our Kansas City office less than two and a half years. Two and a half years ago, we've teamed a lot and a lot of the former board members that I've been with over the years, I've, I've reached out, called. We've partnered on projects, pursued them together. Won them, some together, not as many as I like, but we want to, I want to win them all still, but, um, but we've won quite a few things and it's big. I mean, Kimberly Horn's a huge supporter of ACEC, uh, on the national level. It serves as our pack. We don't have a company pack. Um, we all contribute kind of there and there's, there's gentle pressure to contribute, uh, <laughs> to the national pack. Uh, and it means a lot to us as a firm. We just see it doing, doing a lot of good in the industry and also even like the new research group on the national level. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of value in that. We're picking up good information and learning some things. So, so one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, that you guys didn't mention that I always feel, you know, as a, as a observer participant would be pretty cool. You know, if I owned an engineering firm, I would love this for my people that I send and that is simply the number of venues with people of high influence to our industry where you are the face. And I just believe there is tremendous value in that. And this would be true in, in my industry and anybody else's too, I think. When you get to sit down with Senator Moran or an agency secretary, you know, Tom Stiles or Secretary Lorenz or Chad Bristow or whoever. And there are five people. I mean, there are thousands of private sector engineers in Kansas, but there's only three or five or seven that are sitting at that table as representatives of the industry where that person knows you're in a leadership position on the board. That has to be good for you and your firm. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And I think that's a, frankly, I think that's a huge personal benefit, you know, uh, in addition to the, just wanting to serve the greater good, that's a, that's an ROI on your time Yeah, for sure. What's a board meeting like? Tell listeners. The past president looks out the window. (laughs) We hope he's awake. (laughs) Don't sniff my coffee. <laughs> and I ask you, where did the tradition of past presidents staring out the window start? Uh, We've been uh, picking on Dremel, but it wasn't Dremel. No, no, it was Kenzel Lynn. Kenzel yeah. Lynn, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would sit in the corner, look out, and uh, he would second every motion without hesitation. So it was, it was great. Uh, now you know, I, I think it's uh, just like anything. There, there are. We've, we've had meetings that are very serious on some tough issues. I think back to when I started, and we were having firms reducing their staff, shifting people out of out of state, wondering what was next. Uh, so we had, 
we had those tough conversations about some businesses. We had to we had to agree to help cover the cost of our KDOT partners to attend our partnering conference. Yeah, boys, I mean, that's what that, a what a memory. Yeah, so we we've gone from things like that, really tough discussions, to tough discussions on different elections, what's going on, the relationship that our industry had with the legislature and the contractors when those things were strained to, to good meetings where we're talking about positive things. We get some good speakers coming in, talk about different issues. We get a, we get all celebrate some things together like the engineering initiatives act yeah. that helped fund a lot of money getting back invested into our universities here for engineering. Here, here. I mean, there, there's some good things that happen. So it's, I mean, it can vary quite a bit, but, it does feel like every time we show up at that board meeting, we're here together to try to figure out how to help our industry and everything move forward. And I think that that's one of those neat things. So it's very much a, a chance to hear what's going on and try to try to talk through solutions and figure out what are those next steps we can take, or sometimes what are those steps we shouldn't take. And just this is an opportunity to sit back and just we don't need a two to be involved here and, and maybe we can get KSB partners to take up something for us. It's really nasty. It's, uh, <laughs> so everybody has a voice. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to sit there and not say something. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody's always, okay, you know, Brett, what do you think about this issue? And it it's serious. It's hard. I mean, we, we take it very serious, but we have a lot of fun too. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, there's a lot of laughter in between the serious conversations yeah. and, and some good-natured needling. So I'll say one other thing, again, as a, as a participant observer. So in most groups, whether it's at an employer or just a group of friends or whatever, there's always those one or two people that are they're just forward-thinking and they ask the good questions. They come up with the ideas or the questions that kind of stop you in your tracks and make you realize, ooh, wow, that is a whole new way of looking at that and, and a new way we need to look at that. And I hadn't thought about it until that person just said it. And usually you go out in any group of you know 10 or 12 and there's, there's that person. And on the ACC board, it's everybody. And it is there isn't anybody on the board that hasn't taken a turn at offering a comment into a conversation that you see the rest of the board who just had three minutes of dialogue and thought there was a little consensus. And then somebody kind of drops that thought bomb in there and you see the rest of the table kind of lean back in their chairs and say, Oh, well, Holy cow. Didn't think about that. And, and credit there to one, just, I think the, by and large, we've got great people on the board, but the diversity of our board, the fact that we've got uh, a geo geotechnology on, uh, you know, Matt's here representing us and what he sees and the issues he sees. We've got people from small firms who do private work. We've got people in the water industry and transportation, small and big. Dave's vertical. Yeah, scattered yeah. throughout the, the state. We see things, different things think of things different and i think that that helps that conversation i bet you uh you mentioned matt mcquality i'll offer just one anecdote uh the emerging leaders program several months ago we were having a conversation 
we really had not been very aggressive about raising the cost of that. And it's it's not meant as a profit generator. It's really just meant to be a member value, and we price it not to lose money. But we had started to lose some money on it because our increases just hadn't kept up with the inflationary costs of meeting space, et cetera, et cetera. So conversation about what do we do and where do we where do we put that price tag? And, you know, folks were all contributing and, you know, credit to the board. They are so thoughtful about not wanting to cost any more uh, to the members for these part- uh, participation opportunities and they have to. And oh, maybe it's here, maybe it's here. And, you know, nobody wanted to go too high. And and Matt McQuality, who was very quiet by nature and who had not said anything, finally leaned in and said, I guess I just have one question. Is that enough? And just the whole room is kind of like, uh, yeah. Actually, we've been trying to keep the number low, but mm, yeah, he's, he's right. And just those kind of moments happen all the time. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty cool in a room full of, you know, A-list minds and talents to see that happen over and over again where somebody brings, you know, a fresh perspective or something that just changes the whole conversation paradigm. That's one of my favorite things about being a part of it. Well, let me ask you this one more thing, and then I want to switch gears and Brett maybe shift more to you about the year ahead. What's the biggest challenge about serving on the ACC board? Brett, let's start with you. I mean, it's, it's a time commitment. Uh, it's not just a time to get here and attend the meetings, but generally we've got one or two agenda items that are that you need to spend some time doing your homework, so you come prepared for the meeting. So it's it's not overwhelming, but but it is a time commitment. I mean, you want to you're you're with your peers, and and they're all great people. You don't want to look like the dummy in the room. So you, you got to do your homework. <laughs> I thought I was making that easy for you. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I thought I'd, I'd hold back. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think that uh, there is a time commitment. It's not overwhelming, but it is a commitment that you personally, you're making. We didn't have too many. We had a good legislation session, but we still had a few calls in the evening. Scott, you and I talking about some things and what's that next step. We, you know, and Brett, is learning this as the president. You, it could be a twenty-four-seven job on occasion, but it's 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 a commitment. I think that's that's worth it. So yeah, you know how how do you balance that? How do you look at again? It, these aren't lifelong commitments to go through this rotation. We're faster to get through the board and ours than some states and member organizations where it's like a thirty-seven-year thing or something. <laughs> but it, there is that time commitment there. And I'll say this too, and you guys both know this, but when you come on the board initially, you know, it's a real time commitment. There's nine board meetings and membership lunches, and then there's an expectation you hit the Midwest States Conference and the annual meeting. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of ad hoc things, you know, dinners with ACC national staff when they come in or opportunities to meet with legislators, deliver pack checks. And board members get in on all of that. So it's a pretty healthy time commitment, not to mention, Brett, like you said, the the prep time ahead of the board meetings. But as you both know, I will say this, the differential of what's asked from you as a board member versus a president is is pretty substantial because, you know, I don't think, Jeff, just to touch on your anecdote, I'm not sure that you and I ever did have those seven o'clock at night conversations when you were just a director but once you're president, 
Right. Brett and I were texting last night and whatever it was last <laughs> yeah. night or the night before, whenever it was at nine forty-five, and uh, yep. you know, obviously somebody with the the moxie to be president of ACEC is probably very, very busy during the day already, and so <laughs> just ends up being the default time to take care of a lot of business. Okay, well, let's <clears throat> switch gears, and Brett, this will be more you, but Jeff, jump in, obviously, as well. Uh, what do you want to talk about from the year ahead? What do you see? What are the challenges? What are you excited about? Areas of focus, all that kind of stuff. Uh, paint a picture for the members. Things are going really well right now. You mentioned earlier we're fully funded transportation-wise. Infrastructure, yes. all infrastructure. Yes, yes. We mentioned earlier, there's really, knock on wood, not any legislative issues that we're going to have to probably fight this next round? Not that we see. You never know what's coming. But yes, we're really not hearing a lot. Again, if it wouldn't reverberate on the podcast, I'd knock on wood. But I think that's right. So it's really, there's not, you know, not a lot of challenges that I see at this point. We do have a an election coming up in November, but... I mean, all things are good there, I think. I was, was going to jump in there because we have talked about those. We've got a governor race this year. We've got two very pro-infrastructure candidates, the incumbent Governor Kelly, who's been great to us in the industry, and Attorney General Schmidt, who's we've known has been an industry friend of ours as well for decades now. He spoke at my ELP course. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of nice to have where it's we can sit back and say we've got two good friends, we like them both. I think so. It's a it's yeah. an incredibly uh, fortunate spot to be in. We've got a lot of colleagues in other states who are having the. We've got two candidates, and neither one of them are very supportive of our industry. So yeah, it's a good point. We're very fortunate in that regard. So to say, do I have a mission for this year? It's just not to screw up. <laughs> you know, keep keep the train on the tracks. There's yeah. not a lot happening and not try to create something either. There's a lot of truth in that. We talked earlier with legislation about sometimes it's what doesn't pass that's more important than what does. I think the same is true here sometimes, like right now, when things are going about as well as uh, – as can be hoped, you know, sometimes it is just to keep that momentum going forward uh, and being back in person, finally, you know, participation and turnout for things is strong. What about ACEC National? Any thoughts there? I know National Director is a different job. That's Mr. Hancock, but a lot of partnership there. Anything you see for the year ahead? Well, what I was going to say is is getting on the board and, and going up to, to Washington for the training, the day and a half training amazed at how much national really does it is unbelievable and a very well-oiled machine you know they were so instrumental while well, they continue to be instrumental in the ppp stuff but just amazed at how much they they do for us and they've got the minuteman fund if we if we ever needed it we i know you talked to him about it a few years ago uh on the qbs issue yes yeah we sure did so, you know, they're just great people to work with and so accommodating and gosh, it's they if if we ever have a problem, they bend over backwards to help. They really do. And what Brett's talking about, we probably should have mentioned this earlier when we talked about the board experience, but mm -hmm. ACC National does an orientation for incoming state board members and it is I mean, it's it's almost kind of 
awe-inspiring the volume of stuff they give you in a day. All right, so I'm, I'm going to digress here a little bit. Please do. This is one of my favorite Kinzel stories. Um, so <laughs> Kinzel and I, you know where this is going? You wrote no, the story? I just love Kinzel and stories. <laughs> so we were out in, we went to D.C. together for that orientation here several years ago, and there's a dinner reception. And so we're out at dinner, and we get out, and, and we're walking back to the hotel because they're, ACC is nice enough on the national side. They put us in a nice hotel and all that. So we come walking back and everything and walking through this little pocket park. And we're seeing this. And, and I'm like, well, look at that raccoon. And Kendall looks over and he goes, that's not a raccoon. That's a rat. We look <laughs> and there's like a dozen of these giant rats. And I look over and I think, I think that one's reading the paper. I mean, it was just, they were huge. And they were like the puppies. Of the, there was a homeless guy on a bench and he had a, I think he was talking to, to the rat by him. I mean, it was just amazing. And they weren't around during the daytime. But my God, at the middle, of, we got out there at 11, 12 o'clock at night. There's just, we fought through a horde of rats to get back to the hotel. So, so I ask you, is there a parable in there for Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Probably. Probably, yeah. Part full of rats that only show themselves yeah. fully at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that is the tamest Kenzel Lynn story that you could have gone for. There are other things, but yeah, that's. <laughs> I have to tell one more Kenzel. For our listeners that don't know Kenzel, they'll probably be like, why are they prattling on about this guy? The Midwest States Conference, once every four years, it goes offsite, and that's where it was this year. And one of our board members said they mentioned to Kenzel that they're going. Of course, Kinsel had been to that location. He said Kinsel immediately was like, okay, well, here's what you need to do. Got to get a rental car because if you want to buy alcohol in any kind of bulk, you can't do it on the property. If you don't have a rental car, you can't get off the property. So make sure you get a rental car and then go up this liquor store I recommend. That's where you want to buy your booze. <laughs> guy's like, and silly me, I thought he was going to tell me something about ACEC, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, gentlemen, let's uh, let's end with this. So this has been a blast, and I hope listeners, you know, have enjoyed this, but also learned uh, some things about what goes on at ACEC and what it's like to be a board member and, and what's coming for the year ahead. But just a little personal round Rorschach test. First thing that comes to your mind, Jeff. We'll start with you. Oh man, favorite movies. Mm. You know, I, I don't watch as many as I used to, but I still just love. Uh, I'm going to say it, 80s, 90s baseball movies. Yes. You know, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, <laughs> yes. Natural, Major League. I, I I, know my wife has done something wrong when she puts that up on the TV and all of a sudden I'm watching uh, Bull Durham again. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Whatever. That's, I'm good. That's outstanding. Enjoy it, so. Oh, that is an absolutely wonderful answer. Mr. Lukowski, favorite kind? No, no, different question for you. I can never remember if you're more of a whiskey or bourbon, but what is your favorite go-to flavor or two? Of bourbon? Uh, either. I can I can never remember if you're more of a whiskey or bourbon guy. Um, Probably Weller's. Very good. Speaking of bourbons and whiskeys, uh, shout out to our ACC National Pack Chair, Agnes Otto, who, in addition to making the job streamlined and leaving a, an outline for people to come behind and all the other things she's done to not only succeed today, but put us in a position to succeed in the future. But the first pack chair that has showed up to raffle off armloads of booze 
smashing success, both financially and for morale, I might add, at our and, meetings. And I'm going to put this out there. Joe Dremel, if you're watching, we know you couldn't have a meeting in person, but you're taking over as PAC chair next year for uh, for Agnes. You better show up with some decent, <laughs> some decent liquors. That, I'm, and, and I'm we, not bidding on, you know, Jim Beam, no offense. And we better have some Wellers there because we just heard it on the podcast. Well, <clears throat> I won a Woodford, uh, Agnes Pro Woodford, and I won it. Thank you, Cameron McGowan, for picking my name. That's outstanding. And Scott, thank you for, you actually were selected first and you, you turned it down. I thought the optics were not good with staff drawing the winner <laughs> and drawing my own name <laughs> for a bottle of whiskey. I just thought uh, my... A little voice inside my head saying I should probably just... If that had been a cigar, that might have been a different story. He wouldn't have cared, it, but... There, it would have been a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I might say this too. I think, I'd have to go back and look, but I think in my 21 years with ACEC, this might be the first time I've had back-to-back presidents that don't smoke cigars. You guys are pillars of high moral character, I have to say. Well, there, there's a big difference between not smoking cigars and high moral characters. First of all, you're the other only person to ever said that to me. So, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. And don't forget the other thing you have for the first time back to back. No, no, no. A couple of MIT oh, grants. Oh, here. So, God. <laughs> I, I thought I was, oh, almost made it through. Almost made it through. But just in case I talked over you, go ahead, say it again. Back-to-back Mizzou graduates. Uh, Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Executive session board. (laughs) Be ready. It's taken a few decades, but we're slowly getting this conference right now. Cream is rising to the top eventually. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, gentlemen, I hugely appreciate you making time to come join us on the podcast. This has been a ton of fun. Uh, hope it will be for listeners too. And uh, assuming we don't get, you know, a, an avalanche of negative feedback, we're going to make this an annual thing. Brett will have you back next year when Cameron McGowan takes the reins, and you can uh, uh, harass him and haze him on on the podcast next year. But appreciate you guys coming. Thanks for all your years of service on the ACC board as well. Yeah, I just could ask real quick. I don't sure. have to wait till the next podcast to, to harass Cameron, do I? I no, can do it during the no, board meeting. Heavens no. You can, okay. you can text him as soon as we get done. No, no <laughs> need to wait on a good thing and like Brad, that. I'm not done with you. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us for the QBS Express. We will see you next time on the ACC Kansas podcast. <laughs> <laughs>